Welcome to Hanny Bros episode 152. <sighs> yeah, yeah, this is a new low even for us. This episode was recorded five months ago, so enjoy. I promise there's a new episode coming out very soon, an actual topical new episode. That's the Hanny Bros guarantee. So without further ado, step back with us into April 2022. kind of fallen off for the last couple months but in theory every saturday we plan out the meal the week of the meals like on a mm-hmm. calendar like we're gonna eat this and then we just yeah buy all the stuff that we need like because every saturday but there's like a deadline saturday at noon you have to say what you, what you want for the next week uh, and then so we yeah. like decide and make a uh you know make our selection and then it all shows up and then we have our meals planned Gotcha. So it's yeah, it's, I it's great, and it's already. Pushed. I like I. That's nice. I you know I wish we had like one of those um like farmer co-op boxes where you just get a random assortment of produce every um few weeks. That would be pretty cool. Um, yeah. So the service we use is a co-op, and so oh, nice. and so we just but you know you just use the app and decide like what you want and it shows up. That's awesome. Yeah. It's very nice. This is, <laughs> this is uh, grocery cast. Yeah, welcome the to grocery bros. Welcome to grocery <laughs> grocery bro- bros. <laughs> uh, okay, let's um, just begin this this cast. Uh, welcome let's to do it. Welcome to Andy Bros. Uh, once again, we are the cousins um, coming to you for another exciting episode of your favorite discussion on anime and anime accessories <laughs> uh as usual i'm laven and i'm kenny and we uh comprise the annie cousins <laughs> yep and you can find us online at uh anniebroscreative.com you can find this podcast directly uh anniebrospodcast.com yep or just anniebros anniebrospodcast.com anniebrospodcast.com that's our URL. Straight to us. It always <laughs> has been. Uh, and yeah, you can find our other podcasts, as you said, www.anniebroscreative.com. That uh, gets you to our our friends' interesting, more regularly uploaded podcast <laughs> uh, that you can take a listen to. I think we still produce more frequently than Real Japan uh, or um fujoshi trash talk so we're not yet bottom tier andy rose creative podcast that's true but like we're we're the main dish you know we are the main source of calories everything else is (laughs) just filler and junk until like the real deal comes along you don't want to eat you know a a t-bone steak every day (laughs) right yeah we're the t-bone steak we're the t-bone steak of andy rose creative there we go. Uh, dry aged. Dry <laughs> aged for three months. Uh, and I think there actually are, there are steakhouses that do like dry aged steak for a n- number of months and it develops like this, you know, good mold on the outside and then you cook it. Um, I don't think I want that. Man. 
I think I <laughs> okay. I want a fresh steak if at all possible. Sure. <laughs> um, but you know, Ex- you never know. Yeah, might be delicious. I'll never try it, so who knows? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're back again. It's been a while since mm-hmm. we've last recorded something. Uh, I can't even remember. Means we have a lot to talk about. I know. I can't remember like the last thing we actually talked about, but. I don't want to date this podcast, but our last episode was uh, KomoriCon 2021 review. Wow. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, last time we, we met and spoke, um, I think there wasn't a world war happening. And True. <laughs> there, like, COVID was uh, still here. So, I'm just, you know, preparing in That's case... That's the same. Well, hold on. I'm preparing. You, we don't know when this is going to release to the public. So sure, sure. I'm trying to make it seem like, yeah, <laughs> back when last time we talked, there was COVID still. Wink, wink. Because now there isn't. <laughs> That's, I see. I see. We're wishful thinking. When the miracle drug was released and we all got our fifth vaccine, uh, mm. <laughs> you know, that just happened a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> You know, I'm trying to like you know preserve the the movie magic, as it were. Yeah, we should just make some random guesses like The Simpsons would do, and just you know, if we're right, people will think we're geniuses. <laughs> uh, I mean, they should already you know believe that based true. on the past back catalog of uh, audio that they could listen to. But <laughs> what, whatever, whatever, it's neither here nor there, as they say. We're here to talk about anime, and boy, oh boy. Do we have some things to talk have about? You, have you been busy? Um, yes. Kind, kind <laughs> so uh, I don't think I... Okay, because it's been so long since we recorded, I don't remember what I said last time. But uh, I finally finished all of the available subtitled Doraemon that's on on the internet. Um, it was pretty hard to finish it because the... A lot of it is subtitled. Now, I, I'm very thankful that this exists. So, like, it's not a dig at the subtitlers at all. But it's all subtitled by this Vietnamese subgroup that mm. subtitles it in dual language, Vietnamese and English. Oh. And the English is very, yeah. very poor. And it's very hard to, uh, like, concentrate. So what I have to do is, like, <laughs> listen to the Japanese and turn on listening practice mode and then like triangulate yeah. the things I don't understand with like the broken English and be like, Oh, okay. Mm. That's what they're talking about. <laughs> have, have you learned any Vietnamese? No, uh, no, I have not. Uh, but I, <laughs> I learned that at some point there was this, uh, YouTube channel that was just straight up streaming Doraemon illegally for a long time. Because their logos and bumpers are all over the place on the, on the yeah you know capture of the stream or of the video files that I found. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they don't exist anymore, so it's some time ago. That this yeah, existed. I imagine. Uh, and for for listeners at home who might not, um, I don't know, maybe it's hard to imagine someone listening to us and not knowing what Doraemon is. But uh, if you've ever seen the the big blue robot robotic cat um that's doraemon and it's one of japan's most popular exports uh in asia it never really made a hit 
here in the States? Well, probably, I mean, I, I have no idea. This is literally my uh, shot in the dark guess, but I assume it's Disney had something to do with this. Mm. I bet you they did. Like blocking it or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet you they did some nefarious like corporate <laughs> nonsense to make it so like, no, 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 we already have a character. We don't need another one, especially a Japanese already character. Got a... They already take over our cars and electronics. We don't need, we don't need this. Get out of here. Well, yeah, it's like uh, um, Kimbo the White Lion. Also something that, you know, Americans don't really know what that is. Yeah. But it's popular it's in a... the rest of Asia. <laughs> Osama Tezuka um, manga series and turned into a, an anime, one of the very first anime um, featuring a young lion cub who will eventually inherit his father's kingdom. Um, bears a striking resemblance to a little Disney uh, animated feature film called Lion King, um, but never ask Disney about that because they don't like talking about it. <laughs> yeah, uh, the the actual the so the mascot for the Seibu Lions, the baseball team in Japan, is the White Lion, and they like mm-hmm. have it licensed from Tezuka Productions, so it's it's pretty pretty popular. Uh, but whatever. Okay, so you you watched all of Doraemon. All of the available or all that you could. All that I could find, yes. Yeah. And I <laughs> um I have like sparse interaction with Doraemon, but um it's a it's a wacky show because the premise is this kid has a a robot cat um mm-hmm that has a magic pocket Mm -hmm. and from that magic pocket he can pull any number of assorted uh inventions from the future Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right um and so sure maybe you should uh, if you want to like actually explain what doraemon is uh let's let's stop and explain why he's from the future also (laughs) yeah well well, i need you to fill in these gaps oh okay sure sure all right (laughs) i thought you were going to go start explaining and i'm like you've already left out things skinny (laughs) no (laughs) doesn't make any sense school me here (laughs) well okay yeah so doraemon is a robot cat as you said but and he's from the future uh because in the future uh this kid nobita his ancestor well his four sisters, I guess. His descendants. His descendants that, that uh, you know, happen in the future uh, are stricken with, like, terrible luck and terrible prospects and just, like, terribleness because Nobita is such a shit bird all the time. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so his, like, great-great-grandson, like, decides, okay, I'm going to send this, this robot who is, like, a uh mass-produced helping helper robot that they make in the future to like aid with child rearing and child care for Mm. for people it's like a babysitting robot and so um he sends it into the past to be like make sure my great 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 grandfather like isn't shitty (laughs) and make sure he like (laughs) gets a work ethic and decides to not be like so bad at his life that way we have a better time in the future that's so that's the premise so like drama just shows Solid. up and he's like hey i'm here and nobody's like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> here i am in the 1960s and i have no idea what this robot is doing and uh so that's that's it and then they just get on hijinks and yeah it's a little little episodic um 
so over the course of um over the course of the show did you have a, a favorite future invention that doraemon brings to nobita's aid i know so as soon as we started talking about this i realized i made a crucial error in my pre-show notes where i didn't think about this like really well uh there's so many good inventions there's like a million of them and some of them are pretty helpful and some of them are like super redundant where i'm like why do you have that if you have the other thing that you use like the last episode um i really like well okay there's the obvious ones that they use like all the time to do everything so there's like the go anywhere door the doko demo door mm-hmm. that you can like you just open it and it like creates a rip in time space and you can go anywhere that you want. <laughs> and I love it because there's no dials or functions. You just like open the door and it takes you to wherever you need to go. Much like magic. Yeah. Um, so that one's good. They use that a lot. The, uh, well, and then the, yeah, so all the, all the obvious ones they use all the time are really helpful. So there's the, the bamboo helicopter that you put on your head and you can like it like imagine the old timey propeller hats it's like yeah it's like that and it just like spins around but you can fly when you're wearing it and it runs on batteries so like at opportune times <laughs> in the plot the batteries will suddenly die and they have to land and do you know more plot things so <laughs> so that's funny um there's a lot of gadgets that like don't seem super useful. There's like the bread, the, the, yeah. The, so you write, um, you write something on the bread. I, I presumably with just a regular pen mm-hmm. <laughs> on bread. And then you, so you write <laughs> it down on the bread and then you eat the bread and you can remember whatever you wrote on the bread. You like, it's committed to your memory until you have to shit out the bread yep <laughs> so that's, that's my that's my favorite doraemon uh future utility tool is like and i remember i had to read it i had to read the old, the original manga chapter in japanese class um in college and like i'm just i remember reading it and just being like you could like you know get this bread and then just take some emodium and pass all your tests <laughs> like you'd be set well, that's what, um, well, that's what they, well, I mean, that's essentially what they try to do in the show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so he, he's like, he's not doing well in his homework. And so Doraemon's like, hey, I got this. <laughs> uh, but he just can't keep it. He can't hold it in. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's funny that that exists. It's literally a cheating device. Like, there's no other use for this <laughs> that I can think of, like a legitimate use for why you need to know something really specific for a short time yeah I had no idea like except for cheating which Doraemon's supposed to be helping <laughs> Nobita not be a bad person but he's like here you need to pass your test here's the cheating device <laughs> that no one will know uh maybe the best invention though kind of along the same line is there's a translation konyaku like the honyaku konyaku mm-hmm. so you can <laughs> you can eat it and then you just like uh, no you give it to the person that you want to understand and then they mm-hmm. when they're speaking you understand what they're saying that's awesome yeah that's a great little pun too um so honyaku being translation mm-hmm. and konyaku being a uh potato starch um delicacy right and uh, or, uh... They, they don't actually like say what how long it lasts like it's not 
while it's in your digestion mm. system. It's just like it lasts for some indeterminate amount of time. So uh, I guess it just wh- whatever the plot needs it to last, that's how long. Yeah. Um, the the shrinking tool is cool. Like they'll build like fun things to do in miniature and then shrink themselves down and play in it. So that's <laughs> cool. Um, let's see. Uh, the the time froshki is cool. So you have this big this big cloth, and mm-hmm. you put something under it, and then it um can change its <laughs> it changes like the state of time that it is in. So if you have a broken thing, oh. right, you put the cloth over it, yeah. and then like reverse time, and then it becomes not broken. Or if you have like a new thing, you can put the time over it, and it'll age really rapidly. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. So they do a lot of time time travel hijinks in the show, right? Yeah. I mean, just Doraemon himself is a time traveler, but then also they get up to some shenanigans. Yeah, don't even get me remember. started on the time travel logic like logic. There is none, first of all. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. The time time exists in a actual um like in a linear way mm. in this show. So like yeah. for example, like Doraemon will go be like, I have to go to the back to the future to do something. Like I have to get updated by you know the robot factory or whatever. So he goes away. And then mm-hmm. Nobita like has to live his day without Doraemon around. And then <laughs> and then in the, in the evening he comes back. Like like the amount of time he took in the future to do his errand. Oh, proportionate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> he just comes back like and he's like, sorry that took so long. And I'm just like, you could have just come back the second after you left <laughs> using the time machine like these kind of errors like the always happen where I'm but like like that's like, it's how a kid would perceive it though right because like the thing we're we're kind of skirting around with our enjoyment of this this manga and this anime is that Draymon is like a a kid's like an <laughs> elementary school aimed show um but it's actually and, great it's like I, the yeah. story plot lines are actually really interesting and funny and clever and i'm like oh that's this is good Except for this particular part, because well, they try. <laughs> what makes it uh, also frustrating is that they try to get clever, also with it with the time aspect. So like, there's some episodes that are pretty cool. That, um, for example, there's one good one where um, uh, Nobita's dad is like reminiscing about being a kid during the war. And he's just like, oh, yeah, during the war, it was really tough. Like, I was a kid, and I had to be bussed away from Tokyo and, like, live in this camp, and we had to work all day, and it was really hard. And then one day, I was, like, going to give up, but I saw this girl who was so beautiful and, like, told me, like, everything's going to be okay. And then I turned around, and she was gone. And I really want to find her. And so... Nobita and Doraemon are like, oh, that's a really good story. Like, let's go back in time and find her and take a picture of her so we can, like, give it to him so he can remember how she looked. And then, mm. so then they do that. They go back in time, back into, like, the World War II times, which is, like, pretty... Oh, they, they do that a lot, actually. They do that quite a bit to this, like, terrible time. And then, um, so they do that, and they go there, and, like, through a bunch of mishaps and happenstance, like, it turns out that Nobita was the girl that he saw, <laughs> so uh classic yeah 
<laughs> so this kind of things happen a lot where they go back in time and they use time in like a clever way like that. So um, they just mess it up sometimes. Uh, so I, I don't know. It, it's, it's really good. Uh, so I was got really into Doraemon and because of that, we actually went to the uh, Fujiko Fujio A museum in Tokyo. Oh, damn. Nice. And it w- that's the mangaka, correct? Yeah, that's the mangaka for the, the thing. And uh, it was obviously aimed at children, but mm-hmm. also had a really cool uh, like exhibition room where the kids weren't interested. So uh, it was pretty mm. relaxed, even though they had like a lot mm-hmm. of um, really cool art and original manga stuff and like history and you know things related to the manga you know that's awesome Mm, yeah it was really cool uh and then they just had like a play area for kids also there but (laughs) uh yeah it was good which then i found out about like as a side tangent i found out about the tokiwaso manga museum in tokyo which is okay there's this like I, we learned about it at the at the Fujiko Fujio Museum, mm-hmm. and so uh, we learned that he lived in this house that was like a really rundown old uh, like share house in yeah. in Tokyo that all these mangaka lived at at the same time, like all these famous mangaka mm-hmm. lived there, and they, you know, in this old house together. Like Tezuka lived there for a time. And then yeah, it, it was like this cool zone. <laughs> uh, so they built, they tore down the house in the eighties, but they built a exact replication of the house. Like with funds from the city, the city is like, no, build this again and make it a manga museum. And they have like all these old spots marked off in the like little local area uh, about like, this is where they went to the Sento that's not here anymore. This is like the old uh cafe they used to go to which is not here anymore oh that's fascinating yeah so we we went there like on a different a different day and the, the museum is cool they they really do up the fact it like looks really old it's a brand obviously a new building but they they make it look like this old showa like decrepit building and like this is where they mm. would have like made food like and it's you know they try to make it as one-to-one as possible to the yeah to the old the old one which it was really cool. They had a lot of facts and like, um, uh, you know, memorabilia and these kind of things all over that you could see. They were doing a Tezuka special thing at the, at the time. So you could see like the first, the very first broadcast episode of, uh, Astro boy was being shown. Oh, wow. And it was, it was cool. That's really cool. Um, I've been reading a book, um, called Pure Invention by Matt Alt. Um, People probably recognize Matt Alt's name. Uh, He does a lot of culture writing on Japan. Um, And this book is all about, it's called How Japan Made the Modern World. And it's like how all these different pop culture aspects of Japan that grew out of the post-war period influenced modern um, pop culture today. And like, there's a whole there has to be a whole chapter on Tezuka. Um, so it's really cool. Like, yeah, fun little synchronicity between us. Um, but that Astro, like Astro Boy, Astro Boy, like talk about 
fundamental to establishing for good or bad the system of anime we have today right yeah yeah so it was really cool to see like i don't know like this inside look at like this is the area where these people just lived and Mm -hmm. walked around and they have so they have like this like kind of manga map in the area and you can go to like all these sites that a lot of them are just like literally a plaque on the ground being like this is where something used to be but now it's a house (laughs) or this is where something used to be and now it's a different thing um but they do they do like the city was really on board with it and so it's like this kind of tourist pilgrimage kind of a place um one thing that is still there is uh an old ramen shop that you can go to and there's like so many you know the signboards where you know like in japan when a famous person goes to a restaurant they like sign a signboard and they restaurant owner hangs it up in the you know up in his restaurant there's oh like, yeah totally there's like it's like it looks like a brick wall of these signboards yeah of just like all kinds of oh, modern, that's awesome. modern mangaka who come and you know eat at that restaurant because it's like oh this is the one where they ate back in the time oh that'd be so cool yeah we ate there um, and i imagine it's it cool oh nice yeah <laughs> um and i imagine like you might have to go like deep on those things but i would imagine part of why they would want people to know about all those different sites where they would visit is i bet they showed up in their work they did yeah like so- i bet the restaurants and the sento definitely would like Oh, I need to draw. I need to draw a bath. I'll just base it on the one I go to. So yeah, you say that because, and it, 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 that is the exact truth. On the front of the of the ramen shop, they have like these blown up panels from the manga, where they're like, so they wrote a manga called like Manga Road or something. Uh, Fujiko, mm. Fuji, one of the two. Fuji, probably Fujiko Fujio F. Yeah made uh, uh was right like basically a manga about mangaka which you know that's been done in the modern times but this is an old manga sure. about basically just how the two fujio fujikos or fujiko fujios met when they were kids and like how they began their partnership mm-hmm. like it's kind of like a bio, bio biography biographical story yeah about their own life and uh they write about visiting that manga shop or that ramen shop a lot and it and so the manga, I keep saying manga instead of ramen. The ramen uh, <laughs> shop in real life put put the panels like of that scene on the front window. Like this is the shop where they came, you know, to like honor. Them. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it, it was it was really cool. Like just walking around the, the the town and seeing how it's changed. It's changed quite a bit because you see the picture of how it looked, and then like no rim, like no, mm-hmm. like nothing is left. There's like this cool old uh, kisaten that they used to go to. That's just there's like a couple of photos that exist and it's just not like a blank space now. So it's kind of sad, but yeah, it's a cool little manga town, like little mini manga town in the random station in Tokyo, like out in the suburbs. That's awesome though. Yeah. Yeah. It was really fun. I would love to go see that and walk around. Um, Such an interesting time period for manga production because everything was like new and like they were all, you know, we think of them as like super famous people, but they were like working just to keep like keep fed uh, in post-war Japan. So it's like, yep. That's why they're all in a flop house, and yep, that's cool. They all go to the the big sento that's nearby, and uh, I, I we figured out that 
the reason they chose this specific place to live was because it's like right next door to the old publisher. <laughs> the The publisher was right mm. next door. So like they could just, you know, their editor can just run over and be like, do you have these manuscripts or not? And they're like, yeah, yeah, here. Yeah. You got these pages. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. It was really, it was really cool. I suggest uh, if you're in Tokyo to, to take a look, it's uh, the museum. Yeah. The museum itself is free, but it costs money to go into the, um, like, so the upstairs is done up to look like the real upstairs rooms, like where you would have stayed, like, you know, mm, mm-hmm. but the downstairs part, uh, is like a, an actual museum gallery. So to look, nice. look at the downstairs part, it's like a rotating like ex- exhibit. Uh, that one costs mm-hmm. like 200 yen or something like really nothing, but it does cost, but yeah. you can see the upstairs part for free. I'm pretty sure. That's cool. Yes, I agree. It was very, it was very cool. Um, uh, you've been hitting a lot of like attractions and stuff. Keep seeing photos. Yeah, uh, they're starting to disregard all the COVID rules. So, <laughs> you know, why not go look at some, yeah. some things before all the tourists come and make it stupid and hard to go around. Yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, you got to make up for lost time, and like now is the perfect time to strike because it's still not. 100% clear on how non-visa-holding people can get into the country. So, right, um, yeah. Well, again, that's old news. Obviously, uh, since we're in the future, we oh, yeah. it's it's uh, <laughs> it's obviously been sorted, and and you know the, all the people are here now. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're recording this face to face. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I think. It's going to get like really wild to live in Tokyo when everyone comes because, you know, everyone's been waiting to travel. Yeah. And it's just going to be like more than usual people all at once. Like, we're finally able to go to Japan. Here we go. And it's like going to be awful. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I kind of want to wait for that boom to be over or like just, you know, go somewhere very rural and hide out. (laughs) Just be like, look, honestly, I'm just here for the 7 Eleven. So. Uh, if there's a good one close by and there's a family mart that I can also get to so I can like cover my bases, I'm solid. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I honestly don't know. Like if even that plan still might be everyone else's plan, like, oh, you know, it's going to be full. So let's go to the rural area. And then everywhere is just going to be saturated with tourists. Mm-hmm. I, ha- I have a feeling it's going to be bad. Like, yeah. Seeing how I mean, the government handles good. things, uh, it's going to be like this influx it'll- of people and then the local areas won't even know what to do with all that. It's just going to be a shit show. Right. Ugh. That's what I think, but who knows? No, I think you're right. I'm sitting here thinking through it and it's just like, well, yeah. Cause I mean, they didn't get a really, they didn't get the full practice that the Olympics would have been in terms of handling that massive an influx of tourism. Huh. Um, and I think you're probably right that people have probably been like, sitting and biding their time and obsessing over the you know oh i can once i get out where am i going to do what i'm going to do my dream vacation i'm going to go to japan mm-hmm. um yeah but like maybe just go i don't know go to gifu or something <laughs> like i'm just worried that like all the people will show up and the amount of things to do and to like touristy things like mm. like a lot of them have closed or like went out of business yeah. or can't don't exist anymore so um 
<laughs> I just have this feeling that like everything that's still open is going to be way, way crowded and mm-hmm. uh, people are going to have a bad time and not know what to do and yeah. troublemakers will be here, you know, and start like, it'll just be not good. It'll be like a yeah. Woodstock situation where <laughs> I don't want that. Woodstock 99. Yeah. Not, not original Woodstock. Well, it might, um, it might be, but origi- might be original yeah. Woodstock as well. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> have you ever okay this is a this is a this is a kind of a side tangent because we mentioned woodstock and we're talking about anime um have you ever thought about going to like one of those music festivals like that's shown in like mongolian chop squad yeah it just occurred to me that i've never thought i've like it never dawned on me to try and do that yeah i thought about it um Kauri won't go with me she said no that looks like mm. a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> um and I don't know. A lot of the music that these kind of places attract isn't really my cup of tea these days. Yeah. Just like really generic that makes sense. corporate rock with the you know the the talent agency rock <laughs> that you have to like be yeah, an approved yeah, yeah. member of the talent agency to like make a boy rock band and, or it's idol groups or it's like this kind of stuff. So yeah, I hear what you're saying. I don't know. It's not super interesting to go stand in the hot summer <laughs> of Japan, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. outside with all these people. But if there was like a cool show, like if it, I do want to go to like a big festival and, um, I don't know. I need to find someone to go with me, first of all. And then second of all, it needs to be like music that I actually want to hear. If those two conditions can be met, then yes, I would love to. Because I think uh, something like that in Japan would be really fun. Because I like how events work in Japan. They're very organized and and good. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I would like to do that. Yeah, it was just a really... It's a confluence of... uh, being on a podcast talking about anime and also the vague mention of Woodstock being like, damn, Mongolian Chaska was good. Uh, <laughs> have you been watching anything else? Uh, yeah, I watched all of Dress Up Darling. I, I, oh, I nice. went into the last episode aired and then binged the whole thing. And Nice. Yeah, I thought it was going to be really dumb and like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like too edgy comedy. Sure. But... It wasn't that bad for in that respect, and it was actually good. I thought I thought it was um, funny and endearing, and mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is good. Yeah. Um, so my dress up, darling, just wrapped in the last season of anime airing. Um, it is. I also watched it, so I have notes prepared. Um, it's based on a manga by a mangaka named shinichi fukuda um and the japanese title is a little different from the english title i think the english title is honestly a lot better um the japanese title sono bisku doru wa koyo suru uh, that bis doll can fall in love and like a bis doll is like a paper doll that you would put i think i think i have that right a paper? I don't know. I'm not. I'm, oh, no, it's like a porcelain yeah, doll. My yeah, bad. Yeah, it's like because the the main yeah uh-huh. the main character, um, Gojo. He is an apprentice with his grandfather making Hina dolls, the very traditional fancy um, Hina Matsuri display dolls that are used in Japan. 
Um, and so it's kind of the comparison to the other main character, Marin Kitagawa, uh, who is a amateur cosplayer. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And just like the two of them have a esoteric hobby <laughs> and, uh, they like the, the, the main, the main point of the show is like, even like, don't worry about what other people think. Just do your hobby. That's it. Yeah. That's it. That's the whole point. Yeah. yeah and I love that. And like, I thought, um, so the, the premise of the show, uh, is that Gojo and, or sorry, Gojo his la- is his last name, but that's what they usually call him. Um, Wakana Gojo, um, and Marine, they're classmates cause it's anime. They're in high school. Um, and Gojo, like I said, he's, he's an apprentice under his grandfather making Hina dolls. He doesn't have a lot of friends. He's very socially awkward. Um, probably one of my favorite things about him is he's not your standard like harem protagonist where he's just kind of like a blank slate to be the audience. He's like, he's not that. He has his own personality and quirks. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he, uh, I think his sewing machine breaks. For some reason, he's doing work at the school and he encounters... Maureen, who is also trying to use the home ec room to work on her cosplay. Um, and she's not good at, I mean, she, she's okay. She's trying, but Gojo is like a legit master seamstress or seems seem, seamster. seamster. <laughs> seamster. A seams, He's a teamster. Uh, a seams person. Kenny. <laughs> seams person. That's probably the more accurate one. Um, I don't know. What, I don't honestly know the the male seamstress. Taylor, you're Taylor? You're Taylor. There we go. Yeah, he's a tailor. Um, <laughs> we got there. Um, and so he's like, "Oh, this is cool. I could do this." Uh, and you know, they together. I mean, he learns a lot, and he like dives in. He's a very serious individual. Um, and I like the fact that there's eventually like this moment where he has to tell his grandfather what he's up to, and his grandfather is like, "That's awesome." it's really good to, ha- to, exp- to like attempt other mediums to improve your craft. Um, he's not like some diehard where he's just like, no, you need to be doing Hina dolls only. Well, he's been um, trying to get his, his, like his grandson to not be a fucking weirdo who sits around all day. Yeah. Doing dolls. He's <laughs> like, you need to like go out and be a regular kid. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed it. I mean, they're like, if I had my druthers, they'd be in college, not high school. Um, Listen, Kenny. In, but in, it's like, in Japan, it's whatever. In Japan, college. Yeah, I know. High school is college. I I recently yeah. learned, maybe I said this to you or on this podcast, but I recently learned that high school is not mandatory in Japan. Correct. You can just go work after middle school like an adult. Yeah. And because of that, a lot of these like high school kind of shenanigans make a lot more sense. I'm like, oh, yeah. Like the society sees you and, as more of an adult than I thought, actually. Right. So that makes. And that I sense would, um, absolutely. And I would argue, you know, just from my experience teaching, um, school life is so much more fundamental to um, Japanese society and how, like, how a person just engages with their community and their peer group and whatnot. It's like so much more grounded and fundamental than I feel like it ever was here in the States. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And so like so much of your emotional development and your like just nostalgia is tied up in the setting of school. And so it's just something you have to kind of get o- get over with anime is like, okay, it's going to be set in a high school, whatever. Um, I've kind of gone full circle. Uh, when, I, when, yeah. <laughs> I, when I was, you know, of school age, I was like, yeah, this is great because I can relate to this directly. And then mm-hmm. like I got angsty about it. Like when I was like in my, you know, early 20s, like was all anime in school. This sure. sucks. And now I, I yeah. literally don't care. I'm just like, all right, school anime, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I would. I mean, I don't know what what Genshiken did to like curse us to never have another popular series set in the college. Um, <laughs> but that's well, not true. There's other ones. There's Golden Time is set in a community college, like a junior college. Oh, good point. Yeah, yeah, totally fair. Um, so my dress up, darling. Uh, in the states, you can stream it on Crunchyroll. Um, it's twelve episodes right now, but it's an ongoing manga series. So, um, and it doesn't. Uh, not to spoil too much, but it doesn't really have a definitive ending. So it, well, de- they're definitely playing up for a sequel. Well, that's not a spoiler because the manga is um, ongoing. You can, yeah, you can just know what's going to happen. Just exactly. Um, and I don't know. It's re- I I feel I find it like a very sincere show. Um, and sincere in like Gojo and Maureen, like both have feelings for each other and they're both trying to figure out what that means. They could cut to the chase and just talk to each other about it. But the internal, I really liked a lot of Gojo's internal, like dialogue with himself, trying to figure out his feelings and, you know, being more comfortable around Maureen and being more comfortable, like around cosplay and stuff like that. Um, and then Maureen has like some really good, she realizes, I think a lot sooner that she is infatuated with Gojo. Um, and she, I, I love that she's like, you know, she's like this pretty young girl who's really into cosplay and is good at it, um, or is good at it, like inhabiting a character. Um, but she's also like totally just a trash person. (laughs) Like she just, you know, eats junk food all the time, never does her homework. Um, I mean, she's she's know, an otaku. Is not, she's a normal otaku. Yeah, she's totally an otaku. Um, and I think that's really cool that they let, that we have like this, I mean, Fujoshi is not a foreign concept in anime and manga, but it's really cool to see it in a popular series where it's like, this is just how this character is, and that's fine. Um, I like that a lot. There's, there's some like, there's some really funny sight gags um yeah there's a there's a, there's a scene where like gojo like looks over at a box of tissues um that's absolutely hilarious in context yeah um there is some stuff where it's just like okay we could have skipped this there's some characters that are um like get that show up that are um used as more of the etchy comedy relief um and some of them are just like It's a little much. <laughs> yeah, let's let's go ahead. Particularly, and mix- there's a character that's like a. Yeah, there's a there's a character that's a middle schooler, um, but she's like more physically developed than her high school sister, mm-hmm. um, and like it's played up as comedy a few times. But it's like, and fortunately, I don't remember them doing anything too outside of like just like. She has big boobs. Ha ha. Um, but 
it, it, I was always like just sitting there, like kind of like, oh, these bastards, they better not. I don't want to have to like deal with this. Um, I always thought it was, it, yeah, no, they never really crossed the line. It was like, yeah, you know, I wouldn't say tasteful jokes, but you know, as tasteful as you can be. Yeah. It was just like, okay, it's not bad. It's not like some lolicon humor or anything. It's like, yeah, it's like, okay, yeah, it's funny. What a what an ironic situation that they find themselves in. <laughs> <laughs> and and more often than not, it's like just about Gojo and Maureen and their their relationship. So it's like totally fine. And also, like I don't, I don't know, I just really enjoyed the authenticity of it. I want to track down the manga because I I just feel like the romance was done well in a way that's not like over dramatic or mature for kids their age. But like, within the scope of what their emotional intelligence would be. Yeah, sure. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. I well, I thought I was gonna say the word mature as well. Like, I thought it was like a mature yeah. take on comedy, or not comedy on like a romantic comedy, uh, mm-hmm. in this way. Like, it wasn't like ridiculous. <laughs> it wasn't too wacky and like fast paced. Like the pacing was good, and the yeah, like, you know, everything. It just seemed like a quality show that was planned out well directed well uh i don't know how the tone in the manga is it might be exactly the same or not but uh yeah if 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 the tone of the manga is exactly the same then they did a great job in conveying like how this is supposed to be perceived yeah i'll have to go back um so jen and wes of otofu susume actually reviewed the manga um in episode 16 of their show uh, and they call they title that episode Echi Manga with Feelings. Um, and I, I seem to recall, I think Wes had to convince Jen to read it and Jen really liked it. Um, because on the surface, it looks a little etchy and like leery. But then it when you dive into it, it's actually um, very sincere. Yeah. There's a yeah. scene. There's a scene early on um, where Marnin shows up to get measurements done for the first cosplay Gojo makes. And so she's like wearing a bikini. Um, and at one point, I don't remember what, I think he had to measure her feet. And like, she sits down on a futon and um, they just have this really interesting exchange where it, it feels like Marlene is trying, is like, takes a moment to like test just the boundaries of their relationship. Um, and I remember it stood out as like, that was really interesting and cool. Um, and so I just, I think people should watch the series and give it a shot and be like, if you, if you're feeling a little burned out on isekai forced harem romances, uh, this is a very, just like set in the real world, um, by and large bound by real things, you know, Maureen works to make money to get cosplay stuff and they all have to do school and exams and nothing is like brushed under or or glossed over. Um, very solid show. Uh Uh-huh. So the main takeaway from this is um, Kenny Kenny's foot fetish was awakened by this scene, <laughs> where he's like, "Huh? What say awakened? What's, thi- what's this? Uh, what's no, going on it's... here?" <laughs> no, 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 no. So I know what you mean, but it, to really dive into it, like she is cosplay, and this is—I thought this was really, really kind of funny. Um, her first cosplay is a character from an aeroge, from like an erotic video game. Um, oh, I, yeah, and. Yeah. And so in the moment, so she's obsessed with this character that's like a dominating presence in this game. 
and like someone who takes charge and it's not really who she is as a person but in the moment she like demands that gojo does something for her Mm. Um, and it's very brief and they never come back to it but it's also one of those things where it's just like this is how people try and figure this stuff out when they're younger they like try things on um yeah that reminded me of my favorite scene in the whole uh anime where <laughs> she gives gojo all the all the eroge for the whole like the whole series mm-hmm. and this is because like, something that we didn't say is he he he's so like meticulous and obsessive about getting the costume correct that he needs to like know all the source material like inside and out so he can like decide which weight of fabric would flow better and like work in the situation so he needs to mm-hmm. he needs to like play all the source material and she's not making him do that he just decides he needs to do that and uh, my favorite thing is like grandpa comes home and is just like hey go try how you doing <laughs> like uh do you want to make dinner and then <laughs> he opens the door and just uh he doesn't have it he has like no shame he doesn't like see it as like he's watching porn he he's like doing taking notes and he's just like oh hey grandpa how are you doing and it's like this like yeah. these like moans are coming out of the computer and grandpa's like oh okay <laughs> like i'll see you later and then like closes the door but then like peeks through the window or through the crack to like is he like is, is yeah. this okay like what's he doing he's like he's he's too serious like what's he do- he's taking notes like what's going on <laughs> so it was it was pretty funny yeah i the show has such a great sense of humor um and just it's it's good it's good people should watch it it was uh it stood out as like hey this is cool um yeah i totally was i'm in the camp where i I thought it's just gonna be like itchy nonsense but it it wasn't and yeah it's just very good so yeah yeah i highly recommend that and it's a cool I know there have been other shows that dive into cosplay culture in Japan, um, but it's not something, you know, to bring back up Genshiken, it's not something that I have, like, sought out or exposed myself to since reading Genshiken, and so it's cool to see an update, you know, what is cosplay like in Japan in in the 21st century. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Something that I I would like to tell uh, young people in Japan who are definitely listening to this uh, about... You, the used market for DSLR cameras. You don't need to save <laughs> thousands of dollars to go buy the newest camera because that's stupid. You can go yeah. to a used store. You can buy an old DSLR camera if you want to get good cosplay photos. You don't need like, <laughs> they're just like, what? It costs a thousand dollars. Guess I have to start working. I'm like, well, it doesn't have to cost a thousand dollars. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. 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 Like I saw that too. And I'm just like, just get a new iPhone, kids. Like, like you all have these cameras. Um, and I don't know. Maybe there are some nuanced differences, but um, well, when you're consuming when you're consuming a photo on an iPhone, you know, some like maybe a professional and like, of course, if you're a professional photographer, you need professional equipment. But also if you're an amateur, you can probably get by with the phone with the camera you have on hand. Well, yeah, sure. Of course, you can get by with the the, the you know the best equipment is what you already have but mm-hmm. i mean there's things you can do with with like you know lenses that you can't do with like a fixed focal yeah. length of your phone so Fair. uh to get like these because they want pro style photos that's the whole point i mean they're rent they're yeah. willing to rent out the love hotel in order just to like get a backdrop <laughs> for this character so uh they 
That episode was so good. There's a lot of great, just like things that they're they're up to that I'm like, oh, that's that's uh, clever and funny. Um, mm-hmm. But I just thought I was like, if you 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 can get like used cameras, I just thought that was so ridiculous. And then I'm like, ah, oh, this must be like just some mentality. This is the mentality that leads yeah. to me being able to get really good used deals because nobody buys used things. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good point. Is like, but even then, I, you would think that someone would be like, oh yeah, why don't we just go to like a used electronics store or like a hard off or something like that? No, they, they, um, they and just they just oblivious. They're no. like, I don't know what's that. <laughs> all I know is clothes and arrogate, and all I know is dolls and clothes. Like, what's this like camera business? That's, the, that's their Venn diagram. Yeah. yeah. Someone just told them it's expensive and they need money. So they're just like, okay, guess I have to have money. Time to work. Uh, so yeah, Dress Up Darling. You should watch it. Yep. Uh, let's see. I was watching... Oh, I started watching Birdie Wing, the golf anime. Oh, the golf anime. I watched the, I watched yeah. the first episode. Um, it was not what I thought it was going to be at all. Uh, I thought it's... Good or bad way. I don't know yet. It's very different than what I expected. I thought it's going to be like, you know, the standard, the standard thing. Girls Mm -hmm. go and make a club and they, and they play golf. That's what I thought, but it's not that it's like, let's, let's see. It takes place in Europe, first of all. And Oh, it's this, this girl who it reminds me of like an like a 90s anime kind of it's this girl who uh is this real she's really good at golf but she she doesn't play Mm -hmm. golf for like uh, okay (laughs) it's really weird so she's like a phenom at golf and uh she has like a little sidekick girl that goes with she's there first of all they're adults they're like straight up adults or like i guess late teens maybe and they okay she she makes money by gambling against pro golfers and beating them like in like these ridiculous like after hours illicit places so she like is like she can do these trick shots and she's just really good but she has no interest in playing the game of golf like on a real course like she doesn't care she Mm -hmm. only wants to gamble and make money and then you're let and you're led to believe uh she's like trapped that her and her family are like, or her, I say family, but she, there's this older woman who owns this pub and there's a bunch of mm. pub or an orphanage or both. I'm not sure. It's kind of, <laughs> but it's like, an, it's basically, an, it's an orphanage also. So there's all these like kids and this lady is trying to like make money so they can all escape this like place that they're in. Cause you, you see early on that like they bribe, like they have to bribe the police to not, like sexually assault this the the, the oh, innkeeper Jesus. uh yeah so they have to keep bribing the police and so they they don't get bothered and they're trying to like make money so they can get out of the situation and so uh she goes to the the golf place for some reason that i like an actual course and this really rich pro golfer from japan comes and it's like mm. it, it takes an interest in this girl like hey like she's really good at golf like you should play in this tournament and she's like no no no, i'm not i don't do that and that's kind of like the first episode 
Okay. So I was like, what's this? It's like it. this crazy action <laughs> golf show. And I, uh, I, I don't know how I feel about it yet. Cause I only watched one episode, but the tone was interesting. Yeah. And if, I could see it getting really interesting or just being a flop. It could be one of, one of two things. So, uh, yeah, I really want to check it out. I like a good sports anime. You and I have been talking a lot about golf lately. <laughs> uh, yeah. I watched that Tiger Woods documentary. I'm ready. All right. Let's get into golf. <laughs> That's what we do. We're middle-aged now. We have to get into golf. It's part of the rules. I know. We're businessmen. <laughs> we must golf. No, no, see, this is like challenging that because you can just be like a, just, you know, she she looks like, have you ever watched? Um, you can be an orphan. Have you ever watched uh, Black Lagoon? Yeah. So the main character is like, like the Revy. She like wears cut off oh, okay. like shorts and she's like a voluptuous lady. And she's just like, like, fuck golf. <laughs> okay. I don't care about golf. I'm just good at it. So I gamble. Like that's her attitude. Sure. Okay. But but you like you get it. these hints like she wants to play golf, but she like can't cuz of her situation and mm. you know, it, it's 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 yeah. interesting. Um so I would, I recommend checking that out. I don't know if it's good or not, so I don't have an endorsement of it yet, but it, it might be okay. Uh and I I also watched um from a few seasons ago uh the Dumbbell Girls anime. Like, how heavy is your dumbbell? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I watched the first episode when it was airing and was like, that's funny. I'll come back to that. And I never really did. But uh, I recently got a gym membership. So I was like, okay, I'm going to watch this and get motivated to go to the gym. Yeah. So I watched the whole thing. And I it's, it's fine. I thought the, the golf anime would be more like this, where it's just like kind mm. of one of those edutainment series where they show you how to do yeah some some task or some hobby i was really sure like i was looking forward to the golf one being like that but no it's not uh so, well maybe that's good or bad i also like the sports anime where it's like we're gonna teach you about this niche thing yeah like um like rock climbing girls uh, or uter camp uh, it was a lot of fun yeah uter camp which I guess kind of falls into a sports anime category. Well, it's like this edutainment um, hobby teaching shows is like kind of what I yeah. categorize them as. Yeah, it's meant to sell equipment. Yeah, it's meant to sell. <laughs> it's meant to get you into a hobby so you buy things. Like, uh, which you know is one of the greatest dopamine releases you can do. It's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna do this hobby and buy all this stuff. Like, you know, it yeah. burns a good like week oh, totally. off your off your life where you can be happy. That's what I. That's what. I, that's what how I look at it. It's <laughs> gonna gonna laugh and cry in 3D printer as I stare at it. <laughs> exactly. Um, so that's fun. Uh, and then the last right. thing I'm watching is I found my new go to sleep anime, which is uh, Doctor Slump. Oh damn! I started going deep. Going deep. Uh, it's something that's old yeah. and not that good. Yeah. I can go to sleep <laughs> while watching it. <laughs> I, I feel like I just heard all the way from Seattle. I heard Stacy's eyes burn red and like she... just I heard the snap of her neck turn and look at you across the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so Dr. Slump is an Akira Toyama manga and anime. Yeah. Um, and Stacy Sailor Spaz, um, resident die, uh, diehard Dragon Ball Akira Toyama fan, mm -hmm. um, with bona fide, legit 
credibility in the space. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, so and I I know it's his lesser property. Um, that's well, okay. So, <laughs> but you, tell me about it. A couple it. of things. Um, first of all, it solidifies the fact that uh, Akira Toriyama just can't. He's not a funny man. He's not funny, <laughs> and his attempts at comedy are really bad. Um, he's really good at making a serious action show, so he should just do that. Because yeah. Dr. Slump is not funny at all. I'm, granted, I'm not a middle school boy, so that's probably part of the reason why I don't think it's that funny. I probably would have liked it back in the time. Uh, it's a lot of like mm. toilet poop humor. Yeah, I was going to say his humor <laughs> tends to be rather juvenile. Yeah, so that was like, all right, I'm, I'm kind of not into that. And then uh, it's kind of like it's pretty dated in like the sexist sort of joke way. Where it's just like, oh, yeah. oh, there's a, I'm gonna peep at this girl in the bath, like kind of, a little too much, and, mm-hmm. um, so when that's not happening, some of the plot points are interesting enough to be like, okay, but some of them are just like, this is so boring. I'm like waiting for the interesting part to come, and then the episode ends. I'm like, okay, what's was- the what's the premise of the show? Is it just like day to day hijinks for some genius kid or something like that? Well, so the, the 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 professor, in the first episode, he is he's in creation. He invents this robot girl, who you know is the main character. So mm-hmm. he he invents the girl, and she's like, "Okay, I'm alive," and he's like, "Great, I'm gonna." I really want to like test to see if she can like live in society and be a real passes a real human girl so i'm gonna enroll her in school and no one can know she's a robot so Mm. uh that's it that's the premise like they put her in school and then she (laughs) has friends and she's like super she's really stupid like or i guess stupid isn't the right word she doesn't really care about anything and she seems to like perceive the situation and is just like whatever i don't care about this I just, mm-hmm. she's just really like immature little girl, like just runs around and plays in the woods and doesn't care about anything and gets along with like everybody. And she's super strong, so she can like destroy anything. Uh, and otherwise, that's it. So that's the show. She gets into some hijinks. Not even she does. She's just sometimes is like a bystander and some hijinks occur. And then. Yeah that's it like the 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 main professor is in love with the the teacher of the school and so he's always trying to like get her to be naked in some way and oh, okay. <laughs> um yeah there's one yeah there's one episode where she like the professor like installs this chip onto um arade and she goes to so that way he can like they basically do a man in the middle attack and see on a TV screen whatever the eyes of, of the girl are seeing. Oh, oh, and fun! So like, it's like, okay, cool, great, great, this is great. Now, secondly, I'm gonna say that my our bath is broken, so you need to go to the teacher's house and and request Ugh. that you take a bath with her. Go, go, go! And like, so she does that, and you know, the comedy comes from like he can never see correctly because something keeps getting in the way mm. or something keeps breaking or something keeps like causing it to be a problem. <laughs> oh yeah. Because she also has bad eyesight. 
the robot girl. She needs glasses uh. to see. So so she like takes oh. off her glasses and like it's all blurry and he's like fuck. <laughs> so <laughs> why would you build that into a robot? Well, that's the comedy. That's that's, okay, that's, that's like that's yeah. the, the point. Uh, so like sometimes okay. it's like clever where I'm like, all right, that's funny, but most of the time yeah. it's just like one little chuckle out of the episode and it's really good for making me go to sleep. <laughs> so I've been watching. Nice. That. <laughs> okay. I expect how long is it? Because I, I was gonna say I expect you to be done with it in the week. <laughs> yeah, there's like 200 episodes or something. So I. Holy crap! So I'll I'll we'll get through that in a couple months, I think. I did not realize it was that long. I should have known. I yeah. mean, I like legit should have known. But holy crap! Um, there's one episode where um, they go to space. And uh, this is like my favorite joke in the whole show so far. They go to space and the the point is like, I don't remember what the point is. They go to space because the professor wants the the teacher to go with them so he can like make his move in the space car. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, really. That's really it. And then uh, uh, the robot girl has to go with them because like she's just with them all the time. And they, so, there's like a gang of friends that go with the robot girl, like her classmates, and they're promised mm-hmm. a ride in the space car as well. So they like show up, uh, but it's too late, and so they blast off without the the people that they promised could go to space with them. And so they're annoyed, like damn it. And so they go in space and have an adventure in space, and they come back, and they land, and the classmates of the so they're they're supposed to be like in middle school so like these middle schoolers are just like Mm -hmm. are these there's these old people and they're they're there when they land and they're like like you can't go in this house like this house belongs to the professor and the professor's like that's me and he's like no 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 they blasted off like 50 years ago and they never came back oh god and they're like what so they're trying to convince them like no that's us like we just that was what are you talking about like 50 years has gone by like that's so crazy and so they one of the other inventions that the professor has, it's kind of like Doraemon. He invents like something weird a lot and then like mm-hmm. it causes the plot to be what it is. So they, they have this thing called the time slip. It's this clock. Oh, okay. Who, <laughs> it's this stupid. It's actually, I guess it's kind of funny <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, but it's this like sheet of glass, I think. And they sit on the glass sheet and the, the clock is like a sentient clock. It's like a robot clock that can talk. And, the time slip like runs and falls down and then they initiate the time slip. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so the old people who are like there are like, yeah, that happened. So you, you realize that the old people are the middle schoolers and they're just like, yeah, you let like they, the professor left us here and like, we'll never forgive him. And so they set the time slip to go back 50 years and so they they do that and they they arrive and it's uh it's like the 1900s and so uh then it oh cuts God. cuts to the old people who take off their masks and are like yeah fuck the professor like <laughs> 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 that was like i was like oh man that's that's really good <laughs> that's fantastic that's... i was like i was okay. like oh what a clever good joke like i i really i really did like that but that's like one out of the I've only watched like twenty episodes, and that's like one of the best. Yeah, that's the one that I remember the most. <laughs> that's funny. 
yeah it was it was really good i laughed quite <laughs> i laughed out loud <laughs> and that was the first time where i was like ah that's good i didn't see that one coming <laughs> Um, yeah, I think that, so the only, the other, the other thing I've watched, um, in the kind of the, the same season that, um, my dress up darling was airing, uh, is an anime called ranking of Kings. Osama Rankingu. Oh yeah. Um, I see this on Twitter and people talking about it. Yeah. It's, it's very popular and, and rightfully so. Um, it's also, it's another, like mo- a lot of anime, it's based on a manga um, by this mangaka named uh, Sosuke uh, Toka, um, and it's there's two seasons of its out of it out um, two core really I think it's one season. Um, Isn't it 23 short? Episodes. No, it's long. <laughs> they're all no, full that... length episodes. Oh really? Oh, I thought it was a short. I thought they were like ten, yeah. ten minute episodes. Hmm. Um, and so it is a non isekai fantasy series so right there just a plus like hey no like clap you did the bare minimum you didn't do an isekai um but it's the story of um this world where there's um there's different kingdoms and all of the kings or the rulers are ranked by this independent organization to determine kind of their relative position to each of them and the greatest king, the the number, the ranked one number king, gets access to uh, a treasure trove where they can go and take any object they want, and it, like it's full of like magic items and you know, uh, I don't know something like you'd go in there and you'd be able to find like the genie's lamp, you know, and you'd get your wishes or whatever. Okay. Um, although ominously in the beginning, I think it mentions that no king who's ever taken an item was seen again. Okay. <laughs> um, but so the show is about um boji who is the prince of this kingdom called bose um and he's a deaf and mute um and very small and like you don't know why that why this is the case until later in the show and i don't want to spoil it from people because it's really worth watching but what you do discover in the course of the first two episodes is that um he's extremely kind even though he can't really like communicate and people make fun of him all the time because he's they they think he doesn't listen um because he's deaf uh and so in the first episode he encounters this little shadow creature called kage of course mm-hmm. um and kage is like a this special type of special race of like shadow assassins and he's like the last one left um but he he's a thief because he like kage can like just move in between shadows and morph his body and stuff um and so he encounters boji when boji's out on a walk and he like demands the clothes <laughs> off of boji's back and boji's like oh yeah sure you need help like go for it here here are my clothes uh and boji does this for a few days where he like leaves the kingdom dressed in like 10 layers of clothes and, and gives it all to kage and kage sells it um so he's super kind mm-hmm. okay. and like uh and then the second thing you learn in the course of like the first episode is that while he's not physically strong he's also like really adept at agile combat 
Okay. So um, Boji Boji has a brother named Dida, um, who's the second born prince. Um, very prototypical blonde hair, blue eyes, um, good at everything. And so he challenges Dida challenges Boji to a fight. Uh, and like Dida's been trained by this master swordsman and he can't hit Boji. Like Boji just keeps dodging him. Um, and so like while Boji has like no power, he just, it's all in the speed stat. Like everything was dumped in the speed. Um, and so these are like the two things that set up the show. Uh, and the car, the, it's animated in a very like, um, cute, like kind of disarming way. It's like almost not, it's even more like kind of simple, simplified than you'd see in like a Disney cartoon. Like maybe like, uh, um, Sleeping Beauty in terms of like what, what this would look like or, um, yeah, Sleeping Beauty, I think, would be on there with it's like super simple, bright colors. Um, but it has like this super deep fantasy setting where um, the writing just there's nothing is a throwaway thing. No character you meet is ever like, oh, here's this random dude. It's like everybody who is introduced has purpose and has a history and like the the kingdom has a super deep history um eventually boji sets out on an adventure to explore um and kind of set out on his own um it's just it's really like a very solid show um it's hard like just all the characters are great Mm -hmm. uh this the way the way it like unfolds and you know it's like there's the king who is this giant who's like a literal giant um and he has his four like master swordsmen um and all of them have their own histories and roles and like ambitions um boji's mother is deceased and so there's a new queen um who you think on the surface is like total wicked stepmother but over the course of the show like is revealed to be extremely multi-layered um it's very very good and i I know sometimes fantasy isn't your 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 jam, but uh, mm-hmm. I think it's absolutely worth putting some time into. Um, and it's like, you know, it's funny, kind of like thinking about Dragon Ball and how Akira Toyama, like, I think he's a really good character designer. Sure, yeah. Um, and this show is like dripping with just very interesting characters. Like, there's the the King of the Underworld. Um, who just like he looks like he fell out of the home for infinite losers um <laughs> carries a big club can do like light can like summon lightning strikes um or like there's a um what's another good example of like just a just really cool character design there's like all these soldiers in the underworld the underworld has some of the most like impressive work done in it um there's like all these soldiers that are just like these big armor clad guys and they never take their helmets off but they all have like like the eye like their eye holes will be their expression oh, okay. um yeah and they're just it's animated to like the nines uh it was done by wit studio um and because everything is so simple they can really just kind of pour it into the fluidity of everything and so there's a lot of action sequences a lot of like sword fights and duels and 
um it's good stuff there's there's a spear there's like spear guy named um apisu or, and at one point when when um boji fights daida in the beginning um boji's mentor domus tells him to like stop dodging his brother's attacks he's like that's not how a king fights like stop doing that um and so like daida starts to wail on boji and um apisu like chucks his spear from high up on this castle and like stops the fight and it's just (laughs) it all looks so good it's it's really worth checking out um i will say the quality i think in in the writing dips a little in the last few episodes i think there are some questionable decisions made um but it's it's very consistently good so it's not like comedic at all it's a serious show um there are jokes but yes it's actually a serious show there's like okay yeah like there are some there's some funny things like i'll give one example um so boji is the son of a giant two giants um and so he technically speaking is of the giant race and um his stomach is like impervious to poison okay and so at one point he is cooking for kage and um his teacher um why can't i think of his teacher's name right now uh despa um despa is his teacher who's the brother of the king of the underworld um and so he goes and he seeks out despa to teach him swordsmanship uh and so he's like despa's like okay but you have to do the chores and so kage's cleaning and boji cooks and he nearly kills both of them um by making it like like he just this absolutely toxic looking curry um but boji like eats it and he's like totally fine and the others are just they're like messed up for the rest of the episode and just (laughs) bedridden and toilet ridden um but he's fine and so there are jokes like that but more and more it's like the style of the show is almost to disarm you from like the the horrors underneath like there's some dark shit going on in this show um and like the world itself like at one point there was a kingdom of gods that were like trying to oppress a different kingdom and it caused a lot of conflict and there's like just essentially genocide like there's all these uh, just dark things underneath that are like covered up by this like shellac of disney cute um but then it's also they don't like run away from it um and for the most part decisions have consequences over the course of the show um like at one point a certain character betrays another one and like there's a point where they reconnect and you know there isn't forgiveness like it's like no you did a shitty thing and you have to own it um whereas i feel like in a lot of anime it'd be like oh yay you're okay i'm okay let's be friends again um i see yeah okay is it uh finished or still going um this piece of it is finished it also ends so the manga is ongoing and it ends after 23 episodes um with a definitive like closure on an arc but then it sets up for future arcs okay um so you get you get like there's a complete story and you have to do both you have to do all 23 episodes to get like the full scope of it all um because there's like they're still revealing story points and like 
deep truths about what set everything into motion in the final episode. I see. Okay. Maybe I'll watch this yeah. if you agree to watch ReZero. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I could do that. I think one of those is a lot longer. Isn't ReZero like multiple seasons at this point? Yes, but it's worth it. Okay. I, I, I could probably do that. I don't like Fantasy or Isekai, but, yeah, but yeah. ReZero is great. Yeah, I could give it a try. That seems like a fair trade. Um, I watched I watched um, Ranking of Kings uh, alongside Liquid Ken, uh, so we had a good time talking about it. Ah, oh. um, <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, I could watch Ray Zero, which is also a series that Liquid Ken has been begging me to watch. Re- but this is a fair trade. Re Zero, Re Zero, Re Zero, Re Zero, Re Zero. There's no Ray. Re Zero. <laughs> but there's a Ram, right? There's a Ram and a Ray. Uh, no. <laughs> There's a and a rem rem and a rom. Rom. I thought it was rem. It's rom. There's two. There's they're twins. No, no, I knew they were twins, but I thought. It was, God damn it. Rem. I, <laughs> rem and ram. I. Yeah, rem and ram, not rom and ram. Well, ram. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I'll write that down. Uh. Yeah, that's the anime I've been watching. I have also been reading. I don't think we talked about this because, yeah, Korikon was so long ago. Um, I've been reading Yotsubato, uh, the manga by um, Osama. Why can't I think of his name right now? Azamanga Dayo, no person. uh, Azamanga. There we go. The guy who wrote Azamanga Dayo. Azumanga. (laughs) Azuma. Azuma. Yeah, his name is not. No, it's not. It, it should be yeah you're right azumanga is not a name as far as i know <laughs> that's not a japanese name azumanga that's a play on his it name could be it's a play on his name right Azum- <laughs> yeah, yeah you're right azumanga. azuma kiyohiko <laughs> i'm dumb um yeah azuma kiyohiko uh yatsuba to is his like follow-up success to azumanga dayo uh that follows um the uh the quirky hijinks of a little girl named Yotsuba and the people she runs into. That's why it's called Yotsuba To. I really wish there was an anime of Yotsuba. But there isn't. Yeah. it. W- I think it would make a really good anime. Um, I've been reading it in Japanese. That's like how I've been practicing Japanese in a new fun way. Um, and I really like it. It's very funny. Yeah. It looks funny. I really want to read it. So much so that I bought the first episode, or the first manga uh, volume like nice. like five years ago. And I never, okay. and I never read it. I still have it. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to read this for my Japanese practice. I think I like read the first page and was like, this is a little bit too hard still for me. Yeah. And then I think I could probably read it now though. I should give it a shot. Oh, you definitely should. You should give it a shot. So yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's what we've been up to. Yeah, I um I've been consumed by like like most of the Western world and the Eastern world and the Southern and Northern worlds, uh, consumed with Elden Ring, uh, which is a from software game that is extremely popular, uh, and and very good, but also very frustrating. So it's been it's been eating into my anime time. Yeah, as I've. I've clocked 70 hours in the game so far. I just, I can't wait until the world like 
has a, sh- a shift, a fundamental shift into sci-fi again. I, mm. I f- well, feel like the last 40 years have just been like, nope, we're done with it, mech, and we're done with space. Yeah. And now it's time for fake Lord of the Rings every day, and I hate it. <laughs> so I would agree with you, and I think what happened is CD Projekt Red fucked us. They botched Cyberpunk 2077, and... The world was like, well, see, you can't do sci-fi. We don't want it. Um, and also, coincidentally, now I think it is. I think it is being. It's been successful, and I know a lot of people are are playing it. But um, Horizon New West uh, released the same time as Elden Ring, and like just was overshadowed. And so, and technically speaking. Uh, Horizon is a sci-fi series. It's just the type of sci-fi where it's like, oh, we fucked up and the world's destroyed and now we're yeah, kind of like that's a cop out. I scavenging hate, electronics. I hate that kind of sci-fi as well. Yeah. I, that's not that's not what I want. <laughs> I want like future I think, times. Like Yeah. <laughs> I think our <laughs> I think our um what's the word I'm trying to look for? I think our salvation lies in um PC games. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, when my, when my steam deck, uh, well, uh, let's say that this is the future and I've already, uh, you know, I've reached my, my place in line in Q2 uh, and I have my steam deck. Um, but I think there's a lot of, I follow this game called, uh, Zeka tactics. I follow the, the creators of it on Twitter. Cause I'm like anticipating it's in like steam early beta. Um, it's supposed to be like a front mission, tactic inspired game um that looks really good and then um there was also just another big update that came out for no man's sky which i think um from all accounts i've heard from people who play it and follow it um it's actually now reached the point of what it was promised to be (laughs) like Uh, (laughs) 15 years later something ridiculous (laughs) it's like two years later but all those updates have been free so if you have the base game no Man's Sky came out in like 2012 or something. Let's see. 2016. Get all the Yeah. Oh, wow. So you you weren't actually too wrong on that. Um But yeah, I I kind of want to pick up No Man's Sky when I'm done with Elden Ring, if I'm honest with you, just cuz it looks like they've added so much cool stuff to it. Um it's space exploration. Yeah, you know, it looks fun. No, I know. I followed it and I was like, this is going to be great. And then it it just like sucked for I think I didn't even know it was still being updated, actually. <laughs> yeah. Um I don't know what it it's just like the track record on sci-fi games is worse. Like because more more often than not, you have like Star Citizen. Yeah. That game's never coming out. I know. It looks so uh, it looks like well, the promised game looks really cool, but I want yeah. I want to play it. No Man's Sky had that like notoriously bad launch. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though, like I said, I every everyone I know who plays it or who has played it has told me that the updates have really made it what it was supposed to be. Um, and then Cyberpunk. What other like sci-fi games just didn't? I heard Cyberpunk deliver. is good now though. Like after they did the re-release, is it? That's what they say. I never, I haven't played it. I need it, to check it out. But I, yeah, I bought I haven't played it, it either. But I, mean, I haven't played it yet. Oh shit. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It, 
mech, I, I would say like honing further in, because like you could argue that something like Destiny or Halo are quote unquote sci-fi. Like it's that counts. it's not like not what we're talking. Well, yeah, no, it's not. It's kind of it's, it's it's not what I'm like. Yeah, what I what I mean. Yeah, but I'll take that. Especially, I'll take that over like here's yeah. a golden ring and a treasure chest and go- magic items. Like I don't fucking <laughs> care about any of that shit. Like I don't care. <laughs> um, <laughs> everything looks like medieval Europe, and it's just so just so boring and uninspired. I I had a coworker. <laughs> I had a coworker who was just in Ireland. Um, and s- took a bunch of photos of like old castles and ruins and stuff. And I was like flipping through and I'm just like, oh, this is like where the location scouting was done for Elden Ring. Cause you're totally right. Like it's a, it's a well-trodden territory. Um, what I would say for Elden Ring is that the, the, the monster design is like top notch, like very unique, um, nightmare fuel in most cases. But, um, I, I feel like where we have been really let down by, I'm just going to say Japan in general is that the the quality and consistency and release of mech games has has diminished um it's like a trickle i can't even think of the last like it doesn't even have to be true mech game i just want like some sci-fi or content content in general yeah or just some non non fantasy content well are you just so tired yeah. of it. are you watching raised by wolves is that a anime no, it's not anime. It's a sci-fi show, uh, HBO, um, produced by Ridley Scott. Uh, it's it's so it's so fucking weird, but it's also so good. You should look it up. I think you would like it. All right, it. I'll check it out, yeah. Um, the premise is, um, and just imagine me with a straight face explaining all of this, even though it's ludicrous. Um, ludicrous in just how prescient, but also just kind of abstract it is so on earth there is a war between the atheists and the mithraic who are essentially just like they worship the sun um and so it's like the religious versus the atheists and it's not going anywhere good the world's been basically laid asunder and destroyed so humanity cannot prosper there anymore uh so an atheist sends a ship like a faster than light ship out to a habitable planet and on board are two androids and a bunch of uh, embryos to create new life. And so the show is about that group, those those two androids, mother and father, raising uh, their family on this planet. Um, It's so good. It's like... Yeah, that sounds cool. I like that. It's like... Yeah, it's like original era pulp magazine sci-fi done with an hbo budget okay <laughs> and but it's also like like not new sci-fi where you get like um you get like costumes that are hyper detailed like the androids just wear these like skin tight latex suits so it's like what you would see in some old black and white sci-fi movie or or something or like a star trek episode right okay where it's like they didn't really have a budget but they're they're just like oh this is futuristic and weird um i really like it i think it's it's on season two now and it's just every time i'm watching it i'm just like the show is so weird and i love it because of the, the decisions they make and just uh you i think you'd really like it it's like the quintessential sci-fi okay take science 
asks weird questions. Yeah, sure. Does weird things. Yeah. That's great. That sounds great. Um, and then there's like, uh, there's the Expanse, which people like a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I agree <laughs> with you. We don't get a lot of sci-fi anime. Um, we no. definitely don't get a lot of mech anime anymore. Yeah, mech anime is dead. Like, it will never be good ever yeah. again because it's all going to be CG. We get a, and I don't like that. We get a prestige Gundam movie once every five to eight years. Yeah. And we have to be grateful. Um, there, I mean, the, the new Gundam movie, it's primarily CG, but hopefully it'll be good. Some Amaro. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I'm just, <laughs> just sad. Okay. Nothing is going to be good anymore. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. Uh, but with that, uh, I guess that's it. That's all we have to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> that's our conclusion. Yeah. Um, if if listeners have sci-fi properties that they think we should be looking at, like indie games or, you know, I don't know. I take a, I take a book at this point. <laughs> like if you got like yeah, a, good a good book mech. <laughs> Yeah, good good mech sci-fi book. Um, <laughs> or like, uh, I like space opera. So if you have some kind of like cr- yeah. crazy space opera, that'd be good. Oh, oh, speaking of that, actually, Chaz has been starting his journey on uh, Legend of the Galactic Hero. And I think oh, I'm nice. going to start watching that after Dr. Slump. Oh, fantastic. Because that's a long series with a lot of episodes. Yeah, let me know. I could, yeah, I could plug that in. And, uh, I do like a good space opera. I've been thinking about um, Crest of the Stars a lot lately. It's got, I the only thing I don't like about the show is its general aesthetic and its character designs. <laughs> but yeah, people say it's the very story elf is really heavy. Good. Yeah, people say that. Yeah, I remember. I remember watching it on the Action Channel or not the Action Channel on like uh, Tech TV. Sci- um, uh, Tech, Tech TV. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah, so maybe there we go. That that's an optimistic note to end on. We're gonna we're all, we're all gonna sit down and watch Legend of the Galactic Hero, and then in two years we'll come back and talk about yeah, in it. In two years we'll uh, be sad again that there's gonna be nothing like that ever coming out ever again. Yeah. Oh well, I mean, <laughs> oh oh, well I forgot to talk about this already, but I did watch another anime that I forgot to say. Uh, I watched the first episode oh, of okay. Spy Family. Oh yeah, totally decent. Shonen, yeah, it's a Shonen Jump series that's being animated this season. Uh, Spy Family, or for people who don't interact with people, Spy X Family. Um, it's it's the Hunter Hunter syndrome, Hunter X Hunter. Oh um, yeah, you got it. Why why does it need to be there? I don't know. It doesn't. But uh, yeah, it's a Netflix show, which is uh, you. Yep. If you're in Japan, you could have. You could tell it was a Netflix show due to the fact that they rented an entire train for advertisement on the Amanote line. Like not oh, the wow. only advertisement was Spy Family, and there's a giant banner in Shibuya. That's crazy. And I was like, whoa, their budget's hit pretty big. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, it is a popular Shonen Jump series. Um, I've read a bit of it. Um, I don't have the notes in front of me, but I uh, I can make the clicky clacky on my key. Nope. Uh, um jen and west talked about it in a in an episode of otofu susume i just can't think of what the episode is um 
And I have a lot of... Uh, you should listen to that episode if you haven't. Um, it's episode 36 of Otofu Susume, uh, Spy Family. Because I think there, I think Wes has some valid critiques of it. Um, I only but it's, yeah, I only watched episode one. So I don't really yeah, know. I need to check it out. Um, I've read... I feel like I've read like a dozen plus chapters of the manga. Because um, it's... I have the Shonen Jump app and I'm like, I need something to read. Um, and it, it's good. It is. So it's interesting. There's like it seemed likable. I yeah. I didn't I didn't dislike it. Yeah, absolutely. And who doesn't love some like Cold War esque situation between nameless nations? Yeah. I mean, I don't like that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's too real. It's, it's, too, it's, it's too, too real. real. <laughs> I don't like it when it's happening. Yeah. I like it when it was in the past. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was just thinking, like, um, in our conversation about mech shows, um, there was a show probably, like, five years ago at this point, Ald Noah Zero, yeah. um, which features a much more advanced military um, nation assaulting a uh, less well-equipped <laughs> nation. Um, and But that nation launches a pretty successful counterattack um, because they are... They are they want it more and their tactics are more superior. And I was sitting here thinking like, oh, that'd be a fun one to revisit, but maybe not right now. Um, <laughs> just, it's not where I want to be right now. <laughs> well, if there is a, yeah. a world uh, when this comes out, you can <laughs> go to our <laughs> website at www.antiversepodcast.com and uh listen to uh our past episodes and you can yeah. you can follow me on twitter at live and you can find me at sakoku underscore otaku uh and you can follow us at annie bros what is the what's the twitter hand at annie bros creative uh on twitter um and on facebook uh and you know all the places where kids follow things except for tiktok and instagram and <laughs> you know the popular ones yeah the ones that kids actually um, use. <laughs> yeah yeah but i'd be super curious um people uh leave us a comment if you have sci-fi recommendations or maybe maybe we're wrong and we missed some mech series that came out um i was recently i don't remember what i was doing i was flipping through something and i remember being like that was a mech show um incidental mechs don't count sure maybe i think maybe the answer is we should just be watching idol master i think that's as close as we can get to a popular mech series right now oh because of the robotic uh way in which the idols behave <laughs> no i think I, I think idol master actually has i maybe i'm thinking about the wrong show but i think there's mechs involved at some point I don't know. I think it all is just lost. I don't we should know. just give up. Yeah. <laughs> we should. Uh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go rewatch Gundam. <laughs> all right. Yeah. That sounds good. Um, <laughs> yeah. You should do that. I'm so desperate for, for uh, fan interaction that like, I hope we're just wrong and everyone um, tells us like, I'd be really happy to be told, oh, yeah, to told about a bunch of stuff via the comments. <laughs> so if we could get some comments, any comments, that's great. I I do enjoy seeing at least one to two comments per episode. Uh, yeah, you hit the quota, and then the website doesn't let it anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I I don't know what it is because I it's I think it's different people each time. So like, 
someone leaves a comment yeah. and then other people are like oh well there's already a comment don't need to leave mine <laughs> like no leave your comment i want to i want to read i want to know that this isn't getting just posted into a void they're out there <laughs> i hope so we trust you could just be the same person making alternate accounts could be one bot making oh, no. alternate accounts not even a human patrick doesn't have that time anymore he, he's a dad now <laughs> that's true <laughs> awesome well well thanks everybody for listening that's it that's the show <laughs> <laughs> goodbye go home now it's probably after dark it's probably after your bedtime <laughs> your mom wants to know you're safe call your mom Oh man, I should call my mom. I almost I freaked out earlier today because I I keep seeing ads for Mother's Day gifts and I'm just like, when is Mother's Day? And so I looked it up and it was like it's like May 8th. And I was like, the 8th? It's the 16th. I was like, oh god, it's April. Okay. <laughs> so Google when is Mother's Day, because probably by the time this is out, you've missed it. Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh <laughs> for sure you've missed it. <laughs> well, May 8th. Alright, that's a good that's a good deadline. Let's uh this is, uh, well, g- Happy Mother's Day for Manny Bros. Um, it just happened or is happening in a couple days, so Happy Mother's Day to all you mothers out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>